Welcome to an encouraging word from Pastor Elliot Warren from Cross Culture Church in Houston, Texas. I'm uh, looking forward to, to sharing with you today. Um, you know, this past week we had 9-11, our, our 9-11 remembrance. And uh, you know, it was 20 years ago on 9-11 when we had this uh, horrible thing that happened where the planes go into the, the Twin Towers and it was such an evil day. I still remember that day. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, good people were hurt that day. And somehow the nation seemed to have come together, uh, you know, at least in that moment. Um, you know, and, and we realized that day something that sort of shocked us and that uh, we had an enemy that we had to really take seriously. It seemed like it would have been a small thing in the past, but that day, you know, it just looks like, wow, we have a serious enemy that we need to um, be aware of and deal with. And, um, you know, everybody was shocked that day. Everybody began to feel a little bit less secure that day than they had before because you would not have thought that somehow we could have been attacked and be brought down by something so small, you know, something that nobody would have thought of. Why, why wasn't that figured out? Why didn't the government protect us? Why didn't, you know, all, all these questions could have been asked but somehow that day like awakened uh, uh, something in us where we realized that we have a weakness somehow that had been exposed in our nation. And um, somehow, again, it just seems like that day um, is something changed from that time. And I fully believe that even though God did not bring 9-11, I believe that God w desired to use it to be like a wake-up call. To, to waken us back up to God. Many people would say that the hand of God and the protection of God was perhaps removed. And that's why 9-11 even happened. Because somehow the protection that comes from those that seek God and put Him first has been removed because we would not only not done that, but we began to spurn God in this nation. And I don't doubt that that happened. In fact, I believe that was true. And as the hand of God was removed, so to speak, and we, we saw what happened, I believe God used that as a wake-up call. And it was meant to be a catalyst to wake us up, to begin to think again about God. Maybe we need to turn toward God. And I, I, believe, I believe that even began to happen a little bit. As you, as you were, if you remember, people began to go back to church. You remember how many people got, went back to church the very next day? I mean, the very next week, you know, boom, churches were packed. And, uh, you know, the, the churches were happy, ministers happy, believers were happy. Hey, look, God's using this to bring people back to God. Um, people's hearts are changing. And then it wasn't, but just a few weeks later, um, those numbers began to dissipate and they began to go down. And it wasn't long before we were exactly right back where we had been before, you know, back in the same situation. And I would say that today, 20 years later, you know, if you ask the question, have we come back to God as a whole in this nation? I'd say, no, we have not. In fact, I would say we've gotten further away. Uh, we've spurned God more and we have turned away from God more than ever. Our culture is in a state of chaos and confusion. The loudest voices in our nation are the most insane ridiculous voices, and they're honored and catered to instead of seen for what they really are. We're becoming more ungodly in so many different ways. The moral clarity 
that we used to have in this nation has been shrouded with like the, a fog of lies and manipulation and deceit and moral relativity and all just the most ridiculous things. Good is called evil all the time, more and more so. And it's so ridiculous, some of the things that are said, some of the things that are promoted in our world in this age that we live in. And it's as if nobody even wants to say anything because of the backlash you're going to get for it. You can't even say a man's a man and a woman is a woman anymore. That's way out of line in so many circles. I mean, that may seem like the most far out thing, but we have progressed to that point where that kind of thing is happening today. We need to wake up, every single one of us. Even the Christians have gotten so used to all the culture around us. And I am just saying God is trying to wake us up again. I believe that fully. God wants this nation to wake up. And it's not because He hates us. It's because He loves us. And He wants us to come back to that place of fervent belief in God. Fervent faith that puts God first. I believe that if the people of God will come back to God, our nation will be changed again. Our world will be changed again. And things are going to turn around. I fully believe that's going to happen if we turn back to God. Our children are being indoctrinated today in all sorts of ridiculous ideas. Ungodliness. Uncleanliness. And sexual perversion. Our children are being mentored in these things through our televisions, through our, you know, the internet, through even classrooms. Children are being taught, you know, and you know, you've probably heard all of the things now um, about how children are just taught about um, just perverse sexual things. Their, their own gender is questioned, and they're made to be questioned those things by their teachers. It's amazing what we're doing. When I just heard this past week of some professor that, you know, they left this, he left this um, prestigious college saying, we don't teach people to think anymore. We're, we're just teaching them these crazy ideas that are in culture. It's all about the philosophy of the day. We've got to teach them wokeism. That's what college is all becoming all about. So anyway, our culture has not turned back to God yet, but it's turning. I believe there is a turning happening right now. But until that turn happens, I fully believe our culture, our nation is going to experience more chaos. Do you think it's just over? No. Step back and look. It's not. I shared that before, you know, months ago. Hey, there's more chaos coming. Do you think it's, everything's just going to be wonderful now? No, it's like the writing on the wall. Something one way or the other is going to happen. But I do believe God wants to use that shock to wake people up. Whatever's going to happen, I believe God wants to use it to wake people up for people to come to their senses. And I would say there's also something good that's getting ready to happen. You see, I believe God is getting ready to visit this nation. I believe God's going to visit this nation. Now, we always talk about, oh, we want a visitation, and, and I believe that's going to happen. But a visitation is not always good for everybody. Sometimes when God shows up, it, it shakes some. And for those that have not been walking with God, and not just they've fallen away from the Lord, but they've spurned God, 
They've given God the finger, and they've just decided they're going to do whatever. They have resisted the grace of God. It doesn't go well for them when the visitation comes. Amen? The Bible talks about the day of the Lord. In the day of the Lord, when Jesus Christ returns, the Word of God says that He's going to bring judgment, and He's going to judge every man according to His deeds. To those who have not obeyed the gospel, it's going to be retribution. It's going to be, you know, a, a divine, um, you know, uh, uh, reaping for that which they have done. In the, same, in the same way, it says, those that have followed the Lord, those that have served God, they're going to be rewarded in that hour. That's in the day of the Lord. But the Bible also shows that all throughout history, there are days of the Lord that resemble the day of the Lord that is to come. There are days in history and seasons in history where God shows up on the scene and He judges wickedness and He rewards the righteous. And I want to say I fully believe there is a day coming where God is going to reward the righteous and those that have persevered in doing right, those that have persevered in following God, and He is going to judge the wicked and those who have given God the finger and spurned Him and said they're going to go their own way. Amen. <laughs> and He's going to bring the fear of God back into the earth. You know, the fear of God is not in this nation. And anytime the fear of God is gone, society gets worse. Society does worse things. Oh, God doesn't see. God doesn't care. Nothing's going to happen because of this. But when the fear of God is there, everybody's always thinking, God is looking. When I was growing up, I remember my parents would teach me this. We might not be there, but God's always there looking. And that's a comfort when you're doing right, right, and there's stuff happening. But also, when you think about doing something wrong, you're also thinking, oh, but God is looking. And I don't want to offend God. The fear of God is there. There is no fear of God in this nation. But watch what happens when there's a visitation and God begins to deal with things that have angered Him and He begins to bless those who have pleased Him. The fear of God comes back and you don't want to do anything wrong. You want to please God. I can remember with my children, you know, sometimes, you know, they start getting out of hand. And a little spanking, it's just amazing what that little thing could do. Whoa, it just brings things right back in order. It gets that attitude to come right back in order. And we re when we realize that God does things like that, it makes us, we say, oh, we're grown. We have those same childish attitudes. And when we realize God's like that, when God begins to do that, we go, oh, I need to get myself right. And man, society's going to change when the fear of God comes back here. But I'll just tell you, there's going to be a time of difficulty for many and a blessing for others when the, a day, the day of visitation comes. Those people like Haman. You remember the story of Haman? Where Haman was plotting evil. He was plotting to take Mordecai down. And, and it, he was gaining strength, gaining power. Um, you know, but the day came when Haman went down and he was hung on, the, on his own noose that he had prepared for the righteous Mordecai. And the day that Haman goes down was the very same day that Mordecai was elevated. Think about that. 
It was like a visitation. God stepped into history and he set things right. You see there? See what happened? There was the time, you, you remember, with Saul and with David. God steps into history on that day. Man, David had been out in the wilderness for a long time. It was an unrighteous situation. He was the honorable one, but he was the persecuted one. He was the one that had no power. He was the one that was looked down upon by society, ridiculed, and stuck out in the wilderness. But the day came when God visited the situation, and Saul was put down, and David was brought up. And again with David, when Absalom seemed like he was increasing in power, seemed like he had more and more influence, it seemed like the grace was with him. But God sees all things, and Absalom and all of his men were brought down in that day, and David was brought back up in that hour. Malachi says this, there's going to be a day and hour again in the earth when you see the difference between the one that serves God and the one that does not, between the righteous and the wicked. Psalm 58, 10 and 11 says this, The righteous shall see the vengeance of God, so that men will say, Surely there is a reward for the righteous. Surely He is God who judges in the earth. Amen. I hope you all are staying with me this morning. Psalm 75, 7 says, God is the one who judges. He puts one down and he exalts another in due season, in his time of visitation. You see, and there are those who have exalted themselves up against God. Let me tell you something. When God visits that person, those people shall be judged and they shall be brought down. And there are those that have humbled themselves before God. When God comes and visits those that have humbled themselves, they're going to be lifted up in that hour. Matthew 23, 12 says, whoever, whoever, it doesn't matter what their name is. It doesn't matter how strong or how much money they have or who they think they are. Whoever's exalted himself will be humbled. And the one who's humbled himself will be exalted. And then Peter tells us, humble yourselves, therefore, under the hand of God, so that in due time, in due season, when is due season? Due season is that time when God shows up and he's got his book that he's been keeping account of. And he goes, oh, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to bring you down. It's your time too. There's a great divine due season coming. I fully believe that. Those of you that have humbled yourself. And you know what? I believe there's been a time so many people you humbled yourself under the hand of God. And you've allowed yourself to go through difficult seasons. And you didn't run from God's hand. You did what God wanted you to do. You did your best to follow the Lord. God says, humble yourself under the hand of God. And at due season, at the right time, God himself is going to get involved in your situation. And he will lift you up. It will happen. That verse, that phrase is many times in the Bible. God really means that in due season. Those that have sown good are going to reap in due season, it says. And I believe that's even beginning now. I see that happening in so many lives, even now. And I just want to say to you, it's just the beginning. Have you begun to be blessed in a new way? It's just the beginning. This is just the beginning of the season. There's so much more to come. 
Those who've been faithful in little, God's going to bless you with more. Those that have sacrificed and offered to God in times of difficulty, when it was hard, God sees that. Those that have given labors of love, they have served, they've offered themselves, they've continued faithful, God sees that and nothing has been forgotten. Praise God for that. Now I want to mention just, just a few things today, like three things. I just want to mention three things that I believe that God's going to do right now for those, maybe you feel discouraged, maybe you've been through a long season of difficulty, maybe you've been through so many different trials. You see, I believe, I want to talk about the side of that visitation now of blessing. Those that are going to be raised up in this hour. You see, there are so many that have been like in the trenches for a long time. You've been faithful for a long time. You've been believing God for a long time. Your season of blessing is here. It is coming. It's around the corner. And there's three things I believe in my heart. There's probably more, but these three things came to mind that I believe that God's going to do in this hour. First of all, there's going to be a new anointing that comes on the prayer warriors. For those of you that have been faithful in prayer, there's going to be a mighty increase of the prophetic in your life. You've been praying. You've been consistent. You've been praying as you know you should. You've been bringing your petitions to the Lord. You pray for others. You pray for this nation. You pray for, for the, your church. You, you, you've just been believing God, and you've been believing and praying. God says He's getting ready to reward those that have been faithfully praying. In fact, did not Jesus even say, if you pray in secret, I'm going to reward you for you praying. Why? Because when you're praying, you're doing it as a service unto God. And you can't ever give to God something, but that He will not bless you back with something bigger, right? And I believe God's going to reward those that have been faithful in prayer. There's a word about this that I believe that illustrates this situation in Daniel. If you look in Daniel chapter 9, verse 21, Daniel was a man of prayer. This guy was super faithful in prayer. He prayed three times a day. Every day, at the same time, he had his schedule, right? It doesn't say how long he prayed, but that wasn't the point, I guess. And anyway, he's here in verse 20. He's praying, speaking, confessing the sin of the people, and presenting his supplication. That's really interesting there. He's combining God Help us, we've messed up. But then he's also saying, now God bless us. You, you see that? He, he's confessing sin, but then he's also going beyond that and saying, God, but God bless us. God touch us. Touch, touch our lives. Bring us into your blessing. Lord, you know we've messed up. And see, that could be a great prayer for any of us to pray. Lord, you know our nation's messed up. Lord, you know we've done the most dumb things. God, we've resisted you. We've spurned you. But God, now we confess we've messed up there. Lord, please Turn us back. Lord, the church in this nation, we've gotten so off course. We just try to make everybody feel good. Lord, we've not really brought them to you. We've not teach, taught them how to walk with you, how to pray, how to, how to go through life. God, we just ask you now in Jesus' name, Lord. Did it, you see what I'm saying? That's what he was doing. And he's praying and asking now for blessing. And he says this, While I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, who I had seen in the vision at the beginning 
being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening sacrifice. And he informed me, Gabriel the angel came and visited Daniel in his prayer time. And Gabriel says this, um, verse 22, O Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill to understand. At the beginning of your supplication, the command went out from God, and I have come to tell you, for you are greatly loved, greatly beloved. Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. Then he gives them a vision. And by the way, the vision was much beyond what Daniel was praying about. So Daniel was praying about something, and the angel shows up, and he actually ends up giving him a vision way beyond the issue he was talking about. And I'll say this, when you're faithful in prayer about the things you know you're supposed to be praying about, God will come and begin to speak to you, and He'll tell you things way beyond what you were even thinking when you started praying. He'll just begin to do that. He'll drop revelation in you. You'll begin to see things that'll shock you. But anyway, what, the, what I wanted to highlight here is, is a couple of things. First of all, something that I find a little strange is that when the angel comes and before he tells Daniel this vision, he makes this statement. He says, you are greatly beloved. If you look at all, all of the scriptures, it's just funny that he would have started out before he gives him the revelation, telling him that you are greatly loved. Think about that. Don't you think that's strange? Why'd God say that? The reason why I believe God said to Daniel, you're greatly loved before he, before he gives the revelation to Daniel is he's communicating something to him. See, what I feel like happened here is God loves us all. He loves every one of us tremendously. He, Jesus Christ was sent because of that. It's, in fact, we all need to understand the love of God. But I've, I feel like God's communicating something unique here and what I believe happened is, as Daniel's been faithful praying, God's heart has been touched and moved. Daniel has grown in favor with God. Do you see that? It says in the Word of God that even Jesus grew in favor with God. So we can all grow in favor with God. I believe Daniel had grown in favor with God. He had moved God's heart through his prayers. And when, it says, when you began to pray that day, God gave me that command. Oh, you are so beloved, favored. God, you have moved God's heart. You see? And I just want to encourage this, uh, encourage you in this. Those of you who have been faithful in prayer, it might seem like that's the most unappreciated ministry in the church. It might seem like nobody cares about that. Let me just tell you this. When you are faithful in prayer, just like Jesus said, God sees that. It moves his heart. And you gain favor with God through your faithful praying. There's no question about it. And I want to just declare to you, I feel like this is a time of God expression, expressing his favor towards you and how you've been praying and how you've been believing and how you've kept on when, when it looks like 
Nobody around you is doing that. God's going to bless you in that. And how's he going to bless you? You know what he told Daniel? He said this to Daniel. He said, I have come. He didn't just say, I have come to give you a revelation. You see, God can give any of us in information, right? And that is a blessing. I love to hear from God. He says, I have come to give you skill to understand. Wow, that's a, an amazing promotion. You see, Daniel was already growing in the Lord. He already was very insightful. And here comes an encounter with God through Gabriel, the angel. And God is saying through the angel, I'm going to give you skill to understand. What does that mean? He's going to open up his mind and his heart to see and understand at a new dimension he could have never seen before. You remember Jesus is walking on that road to Emmaus, right? With these other disciples. And then it says he opened up their hearts to see things and understand the scriptures. They've never seen that before, right? I want to just encourage you, those of you, you've been pressing into God, believing God, seeking God, praying, asking God. This is a season of God coming and increasing your skill your ability to see and understand what God is saying in this hour. Whoa, that is amazing. That is amazing. We ought to always be praying for that. God, open up my eyes when I get in this Word. Make it alive to me. Don't make it just up here. I want it to really be deep, and I want it to go to my heart. God, make it real. You see, there's a supernatural thing that happens. It's just not mental. God has to open up your heart and your mind for you to see. And man, he, it doesn't matter how far you've gone. You can be like Daniel, already getting a bunch of revelation. And here he comes again. I'm going to open up your mind even further than you've ever known. You're going to see more than you've ever seen. The, what's in you, it's going to be expanded. That's going to happen. That's happening right now. I saw that this past week as I was praying for somebody. And I'm going, Phew. God's getting ready to pour out some amazing blessings and promotions, so to speak, if you want to call it that. And then there's another one. There's another thing I'd like to mention today. A sec the second blessing that, that came to my mind. There are those of you that have been called to do certain things. And you know you're sort of called to do certain things, but um, somehow uh, maybe you don't, you don't have necessarily what you need to get the job done. I believe that in this hour, there's going to be a great increase in the gifts of God in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And what are gifts of the Holy Spirit? That's supernatural enabling. That's a supernatural power to do something you can't do of yourself. We need that in this hour. You see, there's a special season coming up where God's getting ready to do something, and there are going to be gifts that are activated at an amazing level. You need to start lining yourself up with God and with the gifts of God. You need to start desiring the gifts according to 1 Corinthians 14. Desire them greatly that you might have them. Amen? Look toward them. Begin to press into God for them and to yearn for them. Samson had been called to be a deliverer. Y'all remember that? Even from his childhood, he's been called to be a deliverer. How's he going to do this? He's just a little boy. Probably not very smart. I don't know. When I read the story about Samson, I think, I don't know if he's very smart or not. I don't know. I don't think he was. But then... Um, 
you know, it says he's walking one day, he and his parents went somewhere, and he's walking, and he ends up by himself. And it says, a lion jumps out and attacks him. And it says, the Spirit of the Lord came on Samson, and he tore the lion to pieces. And he's still a young boy, right? But it's never happened before. It just happened. All of a sudden, the gift of God happened. God used Samuel the way God had always desired to use Samuel. It happened. And I just want to encourage all of you who've been walking after the Lord, who've got your heart, you want to be used of God. It's got to be something supernatural. You know you're called to do something more than you can do in yourself. You know you need some kind of empowering, some kind of something. God's saying in this hour, there's getting ready to be a great increase of the gifts of God, a great increase of the anointing of God. And some of you are going to almost stumble into it and you go, wow, look what just happened. Look how God just used me. You're almost going to be shocked because of the gift of God. Because guess what's been happening? In your times with God, you're walking with God, you're growing with God, you're staying, you're connected with God. God has been showing up. He's coming to you at night. He's coming to you in your dreams. Maybe you don't even remember your dreams, but he's been working in you. He's been preparing in you and he's been making you ready for that day and hour that he has in the earth when he's getting ready to visit and do great things through his people. It's going to be amazing. And you're a part of it. Isn't that great? You're a part of it. And God's prepared you. And there's going to be a great day of increase when your gifts are brought exactly to, to fruition. And you're going to go, wow, look what God did. Just like in the day of, Sam, of uh, Samson. And lastly here, there's some of you that I believe God's going to put in position. He's going to put you in the right position or the right place where you need to be in life, in your situation, in your work, in whatever, whatever it needs to be. God's going to put you in the right place. Because sometimes there's a place God's got for you and you can't do what you've been called to do. You can't experience the blessing fully that God's called you to experience until somehow He gets you to that place and to that placement. You see, this is going to be a season where somehow things that need to happen to get you where you need to be, to get you lined up where you need to be, to do what God's called you to do, they're going to happen. Somehow God's going to make it happen. You might wonder, how could I ever end up where I need to be to fulfill what God's called me to do? How could anything ever happen to cause me to be able to be walking in the blessings of God that I know I'm supposed to have? God can do it. God can do it. Just don't let go of God. It will happen. And there are going to be so many that happen in this hour where you'll go, I don't know how I ended up there. I don't know how this all lined up. It just lined up. And the greatest example of that happens to be with Joseph. Joseph got this great call of God on his life. But somehow he wasn't in the right place. He was in the wrong place all the time. All the time. He's got a call on his life, but he's in the pit. He's rejected by his brothers. Oh, man, it doesn't look like 
what God told him is going to happen. And then guess what? He's, he becomes a slave. He's working it as a slave. And then he, he, he's having to run away from the master's, so to speak, wife all the time because she's trying to pull him into sexual immorality. And um, then he gets accused. Then he gets thrown in jail. Man, it does not look like he's, how can God get him in the right place? Do you see what I'm saying? This isn't where he's supposed to be. This isn't where his blessing, in other words, he's blessed because he's connecting with God, but it's not in the right situation. Have y'all ever been like that? You know God's with you, but you know you're not where you're supposed to be. Are y'all with me? You know there's something more, but you trust in God and you're learning to enjoy God in that place before the more happens, before that thing happens. Don't give up. God is getting ready to put you exactly where you need to be to fulfill what God's called you to do. Joseph was called to be a leader. He was going to lead. And guess what? In one day, Pharaoh calls him. It was just miraculous. Out of the blue. Joseph's probably going, what? Well, I knew it was going to happen, but this just sounds so crazy. I've been believing God every day. I'm holding on to that word I got. I mean, it's sort of crazy. I'm just trying to imagine how it might happen. I mean, there's, I can't even imagine what's going to happen. What? Pharaoh is calling me? I've never met Pharaoh. I don't even know any of those people up there. I'm a slave. I'm here in jail. Pharaoh, the, the, the most powerful man in the entire world, is calling me up. Oh, wow. So he goes up, and guess what? By the end of the story, in that day, God has taken Pharaoh, and he's moved him from the jail to the place, to the place that he had to be to fulfill God's call. God had it there for him the whole time. It didn't look like it. But guess what? He gets into that place that God has. God placed him there. And he began to flourish and all the things began to flow out of him. And he was a blessing. And through his placement, God brought salvation to Israel. You see, God's going to pull you out of where you've been. And he's going to place you in that place where you can fulfill the call of God on your life. And when you're there, you're going to see the, the ministry come out of you. And God's going to make you the blessing to others that you've been intended to be the whole time. So those things are getting ready to happen. It's going to be amazing. Guess what? God's getting ready to visit. Praise God. Some things are getting ready to happen. It's going to be amazing. We need to stay in tune with Him. We need to keep humble before the Lord. We need to keep thankful. I tell you, one thing this season does is allows us to be humbled, right? And God says you have to be humbled before He can fully exalt you. You might be blessed all along the way, God has to allow humbling before his ultimate positioning for your life. Amen. And this is an amazing season. I just want to encourage you. Those of you that have been praying, you know, maybe you gave up and you go, oh, man, I feel like I lost my reward. You just get back in. God knows you got tired. God knows you got weary. God, it's not been an easy season. Just get back connected in there. Right. For those of you who desired to be used of God and wanted the gifts of God to flow and whatever in your life. You know, maybe you sort of pulled away from that. You know, let me just tell you, you're going to be amazed. Just keep walking with the Lord. God's going to begin to show up in your life and you're going to see it. And you're going to go, wow, look what just happened. Look what just happened. 
And for those of you that are going, how come I'm here? How come? I, why don't these things come together for me? Why don't it? You know what? Just keep walking with God. Your day's coming. God's going to put you in that exact perfect place you need to be. That's going to cause you to be a blessing to so many others. Oh, God's so good. God's so good. Father, we want to thank you for this hour of power. Thank you, Lord God, for this day of visitation, the things that are coming our way. Lord, we want to thank you that in this hour, Lord, it's going to be amazing what what happens in this earth. Lord, we're going to see the hand of God. Lord, the fear of God's going to come back into the earth. And Lord, we just want to be a we just want to be connected with what you're saying and what you're doing. Help us, Lord, as as perhaps more chaos is going to happen. I, I believe it will. But Lord, help us to have your perspective and father to remember, oh, these are just signs that God's visiting. This isn't something to me up to be upset about. Actually, this is a sign of good because what's getting ready to happen is the church is getting ready to pop out of obscurity into a place where those that have been polished and those that have been molded into diamonds through the pressure are getting ready to rise up and they're going to really shine and be brilliant in this hour. So Lord, the sign of chaos and whatever all this other stuff's happening is just a sign to us that you're just getting involved in some amazing things are getting ready to happen so we thank you for this lord we thank you for the season of promotion the season of blessing and the season of just restoring your people to the place you've called us to be in jesus name amen amen